Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random. The Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. Gotta say, uh, happy birthday to my dad, Mason Speed Sexton. 75 today, looks 55, and uh, we celebrated his birthday a bit more over the weekend. The guy who taught me man stuff growing up. You know, Clay he was fantastic in studio. Yeah, he's great. For people I mean, out there who remember. He's a great storyteller, a great dad, and a great golfer. Loves golf. So we got to get him out next time uh, you're doing some kind of, you know, celebrity fancy man golf tournament. You got to take my, my dad out there. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a great golfer. But one thing growing up is he used to like to take us to, uh, we used to go to very remote. It wasn't camping like in a cabin or anything else. We were carrying canoes over our heads, carrying all of our stuff in packs. I'm like 12 years old. This is pre-cell phone era. Where would this you go? GPS. We would go up into a place called the Quitico Wilderness Area of Canada, which is just right north of uh, of Minnesota. Oh, wow. And, That's a ways up there. Oh, no, this is a real deal, my man. We used to do this stuff, and you know, there were bears and wolves and all that yeah. stuff. And you know, I remember being a kid, hear the wolves howling at night, and my dad would just look at me and be like, isn't this great, son? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of more of a house cat, you know. I like, I like being able to order my Thai food and my and my burgers, and you know, I'm more. Of, but I did do that stuff growing up. My dad taught us outdoor stuff, taught us how to shoot. I mean, there's, I should post that. We got some photos. Uh, I mean, of me at the range, you know, with the 22. I'm 11, 10, 11 years old. You know, my first, my first riflery experience going on. I'm about 10 years old. But uh, my dad was an outdoorsman, a true outdoorsman. But this is what's funny, Clay. I started watching this show called Alone. Have, do you know about this? Is I'm it sure. like Naked and Afraid? But what? But, like I because it's it's a kind of. But there's no like weird being naked and like I don't know, Naked okay. and Afraid. I watch what this is Alone. I like because it was a history uh, or uh, History Channel. Is that right? It's one of those channels, and now it's on Netflix. It's real survival experts. It's not just like, hey, my name is Bob. I sell hot dogs. Now I'm like naked in the woods. I mean, these yeah. are people. I used to love watching Bear Grylls. 
So that was I was obsessed with that. So show. so imagine if you had ten bear grills like figures, and the game is you you're dropped in the middle of the wilderness and you have to survive as long as you can out there. You have a satellite phone, you tap out, right? If you call it's like in, Hunger Games, except you're not trying to kill each other. Exactly. It's actually the Hunger Games because the biggest enemy you face is hunger. I mean, these guys. Yeah, right. Thirty days in, they've lost thirty pounds. I mean, you know. By the way, it's a reminder: calories in, calories out. I got to keep that in mind. But it's funny because I started telling my dad about it, and now he's like, he's like, I want to go on this show. He's convinced <laughs> he wants to compete. I'm like, Dad, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you know, there's like, if there's like a master's level of this, maybe we can. Is get there you. an age limit? I mean, 75. I would imagine there aren't a lot of 75 year olds trying to survive I mean, he, by themselves. He, he'd in the do wilderness. well. He was always really good in, in the really good in the woods. I mean, he's he grew up. You know, his dad was born in South Dakota. His mother is from Virginia, so. That's why, uh, you know, I we, would we, tap out. How long do you think you would last on a wilderness show where a celebrity version of this show would be really funny? I mean, too, but I, I would, would be, last. I could tell you my version of this, and it, it would be hilarious if we did conservative media alone. And it's on Netflix for anyone who hasn't seen it. I'm telling you, it's an addictive show. I mean, I, the first five days, after five days, you'd be like, oh, I'm hungry, but I'm cold, but I think I'm starting to see my abs. Week two, I'd be like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. I think There's I think no I would last I would like, ten days max. I don't think I I don't I would last one. I you make me sleep outside if it's cold for one. I'm, I'll be first of all. This is my vacation. I'm not spending it this way. I would tap out really fast. See, uh, I have a rule now. I only go on vacations where I'm sleeping in a bed. I don't I don't do any of this <laughs> on the ground stuff. I 100 percent agree with that. I 100 percent. Speaking of television, I watched. I think it's Shark Week again. Is it Shark Week? It feels like it's always Shark Week now. They overdid Shark. It always turned into Shark Week turned into like Shark Month, and you know it's too much. I somehow missed this last year, but they brought the Jackass crew. Did you watch Jackass back in the day on MTV? A little bit. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. So they have mixed the Jackass crew. Uh, for those of you out there who remember the Jackass television show that used to air on MTV, Johnny Knoxville, all those guys, and they mixed them with Shark Week and. Buck, it is one of the most addictive television programs. I I couldn't stop watching. They try to think up incredibly ridiculous, dangerous situations to put them in with sharks. Last year, I think one of the guys got bit and they had to rush him to the hospital. So, I mean, they're idiots. But it's it's, uh, knowing that they might get bit, I, I can't look away. And I couldn't stop watching last night. I will so, say, maybe we'll get it, some of you today in the show. A lot of possible entries last few days from for Animal Thunderdome. I'm just going to say. There a are lot a of, lot of hits. Lot of, a lot of I hits think in the summertime, on one, people are out more. It's warmer, so there's more interaction with the wildlife. You probably saw, even on Fox this morning, they had that the humpback whale that breached and Terrifying. landed on Terrifying. the boat. Now, I mean, the humpback whale obviously is not trying to hurt anybody, but, you know, it's a big, it's a big fellow. That's what they said about Endurance, the book that I just finished that you suggested about it's amazing uh, Shackleton. Book. It's a phenomenal book. Uh, and again, British, not American, because uh, everybody's like, I, I, we got Brit listeners who were offended that I was like, hey, this is a great American story. They were like, it's British. They were concerned that that would happen to them when they were in those small boats trying to eventually get to uh, back to civilization because the whales will evidently just come up everywhere, and and it's not intentional. I don't think the whale's trying to come up underneath the boat or land on them, but it happens every now and then. Yeah, you know, so, sometimes sometimes you're under the humpback whale, it's folks. You know, it's a bad day. It's you got to watch out for that. One funny thing about doing radio, especially when it comes to the international audience, is you'll say if you want to ever find out, do we have listeners in Wales, for example? Yeah, just be like, hey, speaking of whales, look at what I did there. 
Uh, just be like, hey, England and Wales, same thing, right? Boom, 10 emails from the Welsh <laughs> listeners that are like, how dare you? I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. On America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. By the way, my mom just texted me and said that she got my adorable nephew dinosaur oatmeal. He's so, going to love it. Go. And it is going to be a case that we're, I, I don't know how popular the dinosaur oatmeal is. Jim Jordan was just texting me that he's going to have to try out the dinosaur oatmeal too. More for kids than adults, but Jim may like it as well. Um, Buck, Wait, so do, you, we, do you not cook anything, by the way? Like, no, do I you don't cook, cook anything. You don't cook at all. I, you know I, what this I, is? You got married. How old were you got married? 25. Yeah. So like you, because from 20 to 25 as a guy, you live off of Kraft Mac and cheese, hot ramen, pockets. burgers, hot pockets, you know, fast food, whatever. Like that's just that's standard operating procedure, I think, for guys 20 to 25. And then you had a wife and then you had a family and a formation, you know, of the formation of, of that um, culinary ecosystem. Uh, I'm getting married in a few weeks. I've never been married before. And so I lived alone as a dude for a long time. So it turned into necessity, and I will say, look, as much as I criticize Google and YouTube for their censorship and everything else, YouTube is a game changer for your cooking 
Uh, you can actually be a pretty solid at-home cook just by watching YouTube videos. Buck, I'm going to blow your mind. I bet I have not done two... Th- I bet I'm the only... Pr- if you also... Let me say what it is, and then you can agree or disagree if you've also... I bet I've done two things. I bet I've never done two things that not one... There are millions of people listening right now. I'm curious if anybody else also has never done either of these things. Buck, in my entire life, not only do I not cook, I have never boiled water. In Cold my play, entire that is life, I, 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 I have I never I boiled water. No way. It's true. 100%, I have never boiled water in my entire life. If you can't put it in a microwave... Or you can't put in a toaster. I have never prepared it for myself in my entire life. Never boiled water. Number one. I don't even know how that's... I don't even know how that's possible. This is... Okay. So never boiled water. Number two, I have never purchased an iTunes or any other digital type of music. The only... like You see my, my iPhone right now that I'm holding up? The only music that is on my iPhone, I don't know how to get it off. Remember when they gave the U2, like everybody got a free U2 album or whatever it was? Yeah, it wasn't, a very, it wasn't a very good album. That's the only thing that has ever been downloaded as a song on my phone. Do I've you just never not listen to music? I've never purchased an iTunes. I, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio in the car. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um if I'm in the car, I don't spend that much time in my car. I don't listen to a lot of music in general, like in my house or anything. But it's possible that of everybody out there listening to us right now, there may not be a single other person who has never boiled water or bought a digital music of any type. I, I've never been to the iTunes store. To my knowledge, I don't have an iTunes account. I don't know what that is. Now, my wife probably has made up for it because she's bought all sorts of stuff. But on my phone, I can't play a single song. I have no music. I'm I'm actually flabbergasted, right? I mean, the, the, by the way, the, the iTunes thing is, you know, that's unusual. Well, there's the probably never old having, people out there who would, but yeah, yeah never boiled water. Yeah, the but, combo. but the never having boiled water thing, how did you make, did you just eat raw ramen like dry? Did you just eat the juice? I've cr- never made ramen. I, I'm not kidding. I would put it in the microwave or a toaster. I You make fun of it every now and then on the show. I ate turkey and cheese sandwich for lunch. For like this is true. 15 years in a row. Clay, Clay, no matter where we are, I mean, this this is one of the differences. If we're like visiting a station somewhere, you know, if, if, we're, if we're down visiting one of our affiliates and they have like a great regional cuisine, I'll be like, ooh, can I get some of that vinegar-based Carolina barbecue? What's the best place in town? You know, because we'll ask if somebody, if they're going to bring in food. Sometimes the stations are very kind and they'll, they'll order, you know, they'll order Uber Eats for us or something. With Clay, he's like, turkey cheese sandwich, Mountain Dew. Go. Every time, good to go, good to go. He does not care. I'm sitting there reading the Yelp reviews. I'm like, oh, this place has the best wood-fired pizza in all of town. Clay doesn't care. You give me a turkey and cheese sandwich, some chips, and a Mountain Dew, and that's perfect meal for me. I, I will say one thing that was a, an adventure that I, I still remember to this day, uh, courtesy of my, of my dad. So I had family in Charlottesville, Virginia growing up. I still have fam- some family in Charlottesville, Virginia. I have an uncle. Um but we had a grandmother down there, and we would go down for a lot of holidays. And this is pre-GPS, pre-internet, and, you know, the six-and-a-half to seven-hour drive from New York City. And we would oh, – I told you, we got lost in Civil War battlefields. That was just a I thing that, that would somehow yeah. happen. Almost out of gas, lost in the Civil War. This is like we should have – if we had GoPro cams, 
because the family conversations when we get lost were always entertaining. Um, but also, my dad loved to do this thing. He would just pull up, and the first sort of stranger that he could find on some quiet street at like you know ten o'clock at night on Thanksgiving Wednesday, uh, he'd be like, "Hey, what's the best place to get food around here?" And we would just go. Yeah, like we would roll in. I mean, we rolled into shacks that they were serving, you know, chicken That's out of. That's pretty fun. You know, yeah, crab crab cakes that they were making on the back grill. We did all kinds of wild stuff. I'll blow your mind again here on another part of this too, Buck. Not only have I never boiled water in my life, I've been to well, I've been to every Civil War battlefield, so I don't know how much of an overlap there is there. But when Laura and I, I mentioned I got married when I was twenty five, when Laura and I started dating. She came over because she was going to cook, and she was like, where are all your pots and pans? I did not have a single pot or pan, which maybe there are a lot of guys in that position at some point. I had never noticed I didn't have a single pot or pan until she asked me that early when we were dating and started looking around in the kitchen. So I'm oblivious to a certain amount of things. Like I know some things really well. Other things, like I know nothing at all about them. Yeah, so uh, for all of our our young male listeners out there, if you need uh, any dishes to make for the the lady in your life or whatever, I'll 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 hook you up. Clay has is fortunate in that he's a man of straightforward culinary ambitions. A lot of fast food in those days too, Buck. A lot of Wendy's, a lot of Chick Fil A, a lot of fast food already prepared meals for me. That was my, uh, well, my one day. Clay and I are going to make Bell. a video. We're going to like do grilling together. But I'm just going to watch as Clay grills his first steaks or whatever out back because it's going to be fun for everybody. I wanted to get this call. Tom the Trucker, Oak Creek, Wisconsin. What you got for us to close out the week? I got a problem with you, Mr. Travis. Uh-oh. Um, I also am a, a fan of the brown sugar dinosaur egg oatmeal. <laughs> I have two packages every day. And because you said something yesterday, I have two packages left and I just went through my grocery list and tried to go online to order it. Every grocery store around me is out of it. I don't even tell my doctor what I have for breakfast. And you told 50 million people. <laughs> I, block, I, mean, it, man? I, 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 I want to, first of all, the dinosaur oatmeal people, Buck, should spend every dollar in marketing they have with this show for the rest of their lives because we've probably sold more dinosaur oatmeal than they've ever sold based on anything. And now I'm going to, you know, I'm hearing it from my wife that we're not going to be able to get it for my own kids. Got truck drivers in Wisconsin. You can't find this stuff anywhere. Sunday Drop with Clay and Buck. If they won't let you off the train, are you being held hostage? It's a question some people are asking after this Amtrak auto train was stopped in South Carolina in, in, in the woods between stations, and there were 563 passengers on board, and some were calling 911 saying that they were being held hostage. By the way, I think I would have been one of those people. I also think I probably would have kicked out a window or hit an emergency exit because at some point you just freak out. At some point you can't handle it. They ran out of food on the, on the train, walk? obviously. Yes. Plus can't Amtrak food, let's be honest, it's worse than airplane food. Oh, so no doubt. But, but am I crazy? Can't you walk from one Amtrak train to another, oftentimes with open air, sometimes between them? 
like uh, one compartment to another? Am I crazy on this? Like, I would think it would be easy to get off the train is what I'm saying. Like that there no, are. No, they, they re- completely refused, locked everybody in, said you can't go, calling the police, police saying we can't help you. I just want to know, I mean, can they keep you there for 72 hours without like, food? what's the limit? Can they, can they keep you for a week without food? I mean, what do people have to start passing out and or having, you know, cardiac incidents before they let them off this train? We got Steve in Pennsylvania has got some thoughts on this one. What's up, Steve? Yeah, clam buck, shields high. Shields high, sir. What's going on? Well, not to be devil's advocate, but I got to say something because I went through something similar. You can't just let people off the train and have them wandering all over the place. What happens if you run over one of them when a train starts back up? Can you imagine the liability? You're I mean, aware. I'm just going to say, let me just say something. If you get hit by a train as a pedestrian, I think it's mostly likely going to be your fault. Like, the train is, I'm just going to toss this out there. The train is fairly noticeable, right? Now, uh, maybe if you're, you know, in general, in general, the train does not sneak up on people. You know, right? Like, I don't remember there's very many times where in my life where I've been like, hey, you know, I was just walking around and I almost got hit by a train. Like, you kind of have to put yourself in a position to get hit by a train. So if you walk off of the train and then you get hit by the train, I think most people on a jury would say it's kind of hard to have sympathy for you if you get hit by a train. Also, look, I mean, what, what, what Steve is bringing up here is true at some level, which is that I'm sure the regulations say there's some danger involved, which oh, is why they won't no let you off. That they are but, but the regulations they can't let you off. Yes. Right. The regulations are insane is our is our point. And, also um, and the liability issue is insane. hours of stoppage yeah. time. C- can't they can't they also just shut down that portion of track in both directions to allow an exit from the train for everybody? I mean, you, you would think this wouldn't be that hard to coordinate if they were really so worried. Also, how many trains are really going by at any point in time, right? Like, give it a 30-minute you know window where people can detrain and get off this thing. Because it, it really, I mean, right now it seems that clearly if you're held for over 29 hours is the official, the official uh, estimate here. If you're held for almost 30 hours on a train, there is clearly no upper limit as a matter of regulation established in which they can keep you contained on this thing that, I mean, a lot of trains, you can't even open windows. Yep. They ran out I, of food. I'm just thinking, Buck, this is another merit, marital advice. If you had stayed on the train for 29 hours and 45 minutes and you are the husband and you have finally won the <laughs> won the argument Let's get off the train. We're never moving. And you get you and your wife and maybe your kids off the train. And then 15 minutes later, the train starts as you are standing on the side of the road. I actually think the husband might need to throw himself in front of the train rather than have to deal for the rest of the life, uh, his life with hearing from his wife. I told you the train was going to start, right? Because the worst thing that you could make the choice is you wait like 29 hours and 45 minutes and you finally say, this is the breaking point. You get off and then the train starts and you're left in the South Carolina wilderness. I mean, are, are you are you familiar with the uh, Roosevelt Island tram in New York City? Do you, do you know the, about this thing? So it's it's a cable car 
Kind of, right? It's like an elevated cable car. Is and this in Spider-Man? I think I might yes, have seen it in a movie. That's exactly right. Yes. It's, it's the thing in Spider-Man, and yeah. he has to save the people. That's exactly right. It's a real thing. I used to take it on a regular basis because there are some sports fields and things on Roosevelt Island that I would go to when I lived in New York City. Back in uh, 2006, there were, for hours, dozens of people trapped in that tram and they had no good way to get them out. I mean, for yeah. hours at a time, they were stuck in that tram. And I, I remember thinking about that. And every time I got on after that, I was thinking about it because enclosed space, rising anxiety, no escape, people freak out. At least on that tram, you can see your way out. Like you can see the outer world. Yes, I but Clay, been, you're, you're elevated oh, over. If, I get if it. the tram falls, everyone's going to die. But my fear has always been being stuck in an elevator, in like a packed elevator. You know, every now and then people will get stuck in an elevator for like 10 hours. And have you ever stepped into a crowded elevator? I, I would lose my mind, I think, trapped inside of a elevator because you can't what get out. You can't see anything. One of the short stories of Sexton family lore is my little brother uh, was playing sports and he got hit pretty hard in the face and had to get stitches. And he went home. He had like a, you know, kind of like a, you know, the bloody bandages yeah. and stuff on his face. Went home before he was going to the hospital with my parents. He wanted, I think he wanted to change his clothing because he was blood soaked. And on his way to the hospital to stop, which is two blocks away from where we used to live in New York City, the elevator got stuck between floors. For how long? And then. I think it was like 15 minutes, maybe wasn't that long, but he decided, and this is not advised, by the way, they did the slide through climb out, climb out while it's between floors, which everybody will tell you is super dangerous because of that elevator chopped in half. That's how you get. That's how you get chopped. So my brother made it. He's obviously okay because he he? was uh, high school. So he was back in high school. But I remember my parents told me that one, and he decided he was going to go for it. And, man, elevators, the stuff on elevators is that I think there are almost no, there's like two instances. They're very of, safe. They're very, very, they have brakes on them. There's like one or two instances where people, if you stay in the elevator, you're pretty much going to be okay. Like, you're going to be good, right? Like, 99.999 times out of, out of 100, you're going to be good. So you want to. The moment you like decide you're going to climb out like Keanu Reeves in the movie Speed and get near the cables, die and, hard. Yeah, bad things could happen. So, see, a, a lot of you out. Look, one thing I, you know, claustrophobic. I think everybody is a little claustrophobic. It's just a question of degrees, right? Some people, it's it's a very extreme fear, but in the wrong circumstances, like I'll tell you that. Do you feel this way? If I see too many people in an elevator and I have the choice, I'm not in a rush. I will always wait. Just because in my head, I'm thinking to myself, if this thing gets stuck, I don't want there to be, I don't want it to be like sardines in a can. I want some air. Oh, I, I, yes. I mean, I sometimes, I, I regularly, I've never, I'm, I'm jinxing myself. I've never been stuck in an elevator. But when I was a freshman in college, we had one of the least reliable elevators I've ever seen. George Washington University. And it was a tiny little sardine can of an elevator. And it would regularly, like, have all sorts of issues. And 
ever since then, I have been terrified. You, you, you know, Buck, you lived in New York City. Some of those elevators are ancient, right? Like they have been in existence for a long time. And I understand the safety aspects of it every now and then, but the fear of just being locked in there forever. But I want every married man to think about that, that scenario where I just gave you. You've been arguing for hours. Hey, we got to go. We got to go. 29 hours and 45 minutes, your wife finally says, you know what? You're right. She's been taking the other side. You get off and 15 minutes later, the train starts. I think every married man on the planet would be thinking, I really want to throw myself in front of this train right now because I'm never going to hear the end of this. And then once the train's gone and you're stuck in the swamp in South Carolina, can you imagine that walk where your wife's like, I told you we should have stayed on the train. How many times do you think that gets told to you as you're struggling along in the South Carolina swamp? Better hope you have good cell service, too, so you can actually find your way out of there. Well, do they have the ability to charge anything? That's the other question I had when you're stuck. This is my fear on the airplane. People sometimes, I'll go on the airplane with like six newspapers, three books in my carry-on because my worst fear is getting stuck on an airplane and not at least having something to read. I have my like backpack laptop bag that I go on every plane and everything with. I treat that thing like a go bag, Clay. I've got... I've got additional spare batteries for my phone in there. I've got enough granola bars, gluten-free, of course, to last me like two weeks. I mean, I, I don't leave home without it. I got some beef jerky in there. Uh, you know, you, you name it. I, I try to make it as much a survival pack as I can. And that's for getting on a Delta flight, you know, from New York. I, I used to take those cross-country flights, kind of, because I'm in Nashville, so it's not full cross-country, but to L.A. on Southwest. And Southwest doesn't have, you know, like, televisions in the seats or anything else. So it's like a four-hour flight. And every now and then, you have somebody sit down next to you, and they have nothing. And I always think to myself, like, you're on a flight for four hours, and you just sit down, and you have, n- like, these people, I legitimately wonder what they're thinking. What is the what is your go-to airplane drink and your go-to airplane snack? Cranberry juice. I don't know why I always get cranberry juice, but I always get cranberry juice on an airplane. And uh and the snack that I would go with I love Chex Mix. Like a big bag of Chex Mix that you can get or that you know they'll come around with the little snacks. I'm all in on cranberry juice and Chex Mix. I don't know why cuz I don't really eat either of those things anywhere else. But you get me on an airplane, I could survive on cranberry juice and Chex Mix. What about you? You know, there's some science to why tomato juice is so good on planes because the altitude actually affects the taste of the tomato juice. I know that sounds completely insane, and maybe this is something I saw on you know, TikTok that isn't true, which is really ticking me off these days because there's a lot of really cool things that you find out someone just made up and put on there. But I think that's true about... Uh, about uh, uh, tomato juice, which I, I do like on planes. I'm a seltzer guy, and I, I will say, though, I love either roasted peanuts or pistachios. Gets it done and they every can't time. have those anymore. Oh, because of the... They've eliminated all peanuts because of peanut right? allergies. You can't, like, well, you Pistachios used to you can package. do. You can do... They give out pistachios They don't still, kill people? Sure. No, I don't, think, I don't think pistachios are considered... Uh, the same in the nut allergy. I don't know. We got parents listening who will know this, who have kids with nut allergies. But I think pistachios are usually okay. They've eliminated. They I used to like the honey nut uh, nuts. <laughs> got to be careful. Uh, and uh, and they did away with that entire thing. 
can't get them anymore. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday Sizzle with Clay and Buck. Friday the thirteenth. I'm, I'm I'm not a superstitious guy, Clay, so I don't get I don't get worried about these things. A, a black cat ran across my pathway last night when I was driving home, and you know, I'm not I don't worry about that, so I don't I don't get into this stuff. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Plus, every year I get everyone sends me the Friday the thirteenth. It comes from the Knights Templar, or it comes from the. There's always this. There are all these different theories. I'm like, well, which is the theory of where the Friday the thirteenth really comes from that we're all supposed to live by? But um, as to your question about scary movies, I remember I watched, I would argue that Bram Stoker's Dracula is one of the, if you add impact and entertaining to the equation, one of the greatest novels written of, well, I guess it was written late 19th century, I think, maybe very early 20th century. So the original Bram Stoker's Dracula is amazing. I saw the Keanu Reeves version when I was a kid and it scared the crap out of me. It's pretty so good. You never know which is pretty good. You never it know which one is going to get you. With that creepy opening. Do you remember how the Bram Stoker's Dracula opens, if I remember correctly? Oh, I saw it many times later on in life. Yeah, it's very. It, the, the opening of that is very well done and really eerie. So It's like yeah. people slowly descending on 
you know, they've had like a spike run through them and they're like, there's a, it is, it is a pretty eerie movie. Well, I the, would that, argue. That's in, so that's actually impalement, which yes. was common practice. The actual Dracula, Vlad Dracul, who I did a history podcast on, if we're going to talk history nerd stuff, the actual guy engaged in mass impaling of his enemies. And this is something he took from the Ottomans because the basis of the Dracula legend comes from this uh, Wallachian noble, Vlad Dracul. That's why there is a castle Dracula. You can go visit it. And he grew up in the Ottoman court, the court of the Ottoman sultan, learned their language, their warfare, their ways, which included impalement as a punishment where they would hoist you up on a spear. Um, and it was very, very bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an unbelievable opening to, uh, to that movie. First ever horror film, Nosferatu. I think we brought this up before. German expressionism. Um, no sound. Also pretty creepy if you want to go watch one of the first ever history movies made on December 13th, or sorry, on Friday the 13th, uh, January 13th. I think you'd be able to go find it. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 